take to the road. You know, I, I think some of my best ideas and uh, some of my most fulfilled times have come from just being on the road, whether it's alone or with friends. I think there's something extremely powerful about that. And it, it forces you to step away from your normal for a uh, hot second or two and, and really just, just focus on the road ahead. This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up and welcome to episode 49 of Life in Motion. I've got Adam Coons on the line, who's the founder of Have Fun, Do Good, a travel company that takes trips to places like Costa Rica and Yosemite, just to name a few. But it's not all about the trips. During their time there, they have the opportunity to volunteer and give back to the communities that they're visiting. Um, so I can't wait to dive into that and kind of see what they're all about. But Adam, thank you for be being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Of course, of course. So before we get into um, everything that you all do over there, um, let's sort of set the stage of who you are. Um, you know, where did it all start? You know, what what, what were you into as a kid growing up? You know, where did hobbies you had kind of, where did you get to, to where you are today? Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, I guess growing up, I was always into adventure. I always, I get bored extremely easy. So I, uh, my, my love for travel started uh, pretty young and, and continued into college with, with a lot of trips and always seeking out adventure where I could, whether it was going on a snowboarding trip with friends or, wakeboarding, wake surfing, all of that stuff. So just, just being in motion kind of at all times was, was a goal of mine uh, from, from a young age. And I, I tried to carry that into, uh, into these later years, if you will. <laughs> that, that's awesome. So was your family like big into that stuff too? Or did you kind of just stumble upon, you know, like wakeboarding and things like that yourself? Yeah. So family was always into boating and, and water sports. My dad taught me to ski. Um, I don't know. I think it was seven or eight. And then I, that went to that uh, started snowboarding after that and got on the wakeboard at a pretty young age. And yeah, it just, just went from there. I tried to get involved as, as in many board sports as, uh, as I could. That's Hey, that's awesome. And yeah, seven or eight. I mean, that's pretty, pr pretty early on there. I've um, I guess that's, I'm trying to think that I was more like a BMX guy growing up and um, uh, I don't know, I guess I was probably like 10 or something. So still, still pretty early, but you, you kind of get the, the bug soon, you know, you, you don't, you want to get out there and explore and do new things. Um, yeah, for sure. So, so you did a lot of kind of hike or not hiking, uh, uh, skiing and, and uh, water sports and that kind of stuff. Um, so as you kind of grew up, obviously you're pretty active in that. Um, did you, did you, I guess, what did that look like through like your college years? I know I read something interesting about a semester at sea. Yeah. So I had uh, initially signed up for a study abroad program to Greece and it got canceled uh, a semester before I was supposed to go. And I was kind of reeling on, on what to do. I knew I wanted to go abroad. My brother had done semester at sea a year before and he said, Hey Adam, you, you got to sign up for this program. So I signed up, uh, got in right away and ended up going uh, in, a, in a fall semester. And it was amazing. It was a hundred day cruise around the world. Uh, we got to see 14 countries. So we circumnavigated the globe. We started in the Bahamas and, and went all the way around and ended up in uh, San Diego, California. So that really instilled in me this, this bug of, of travel and, and desire to want to uh, give back and just, just do something extremely unique. I mean, that's kind of the best way I could sum up that experience. You come back from something like that 
and you're just like, holy cow, you know, this, this, you can do this and, and it's amazing and, and got to see so much and just such an impactful life experience. That's awesome. I, and I've, I never, I don't think I've ever heard of that before. And I'm kind of upset now that I'm hearing about this now after my college years and that knowing that I might've had the opportunity to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was um, amazing. You can actually go as, as an adult passenger too. I think they call them lifelong learners, but uh, at some point in your life, if you, if you get a chance to, to sign up, you could, you could still go later on. Well, well, there we go. Maybe, you know, my, my two boys get older, maybe they can do that. And I'll be there. I'll be the cool dad, you know, that's there, with <laughs> there you <them>. go. <laughs> um, so, so you did that in college. Was that your first, like, it was, is a hundred days you said, right? Yep. So was that like your longest time away from, you know, if you, if you're at college somewhere, obviously you kind of have the freedom to go, Oh, I'm going to go home for a couple of weeks or in a couple of weeks or, you know, whatnot, but you're kind of stuck there on the boat. Was that your first time, like your longest, like time away from your family and more or less a normal life? Oh yeah. I, I mean, I was young. I think I was uh, 19 or 20 when I did semester at sea. And, th- and that was definitely, um, I had lived at the beach for summers, but y- you know, you definitely, when I stepped on that ship, I was nervous. I, was, you know, I knew we were, we were going to travel the world and we were going to go to some pretty gnarly places and I really didn't know what to expect. So there was a lot of anxious, positive energy for sure. But it was a long time away, no, no doubt. That's awesome. And so, and I'm guessing that they kind of give you an idea of like, hey, you need to bring this, this, and this for here, here, and here. Yeah, they're, they're extremely organized on that end. They told you what, um, you know, what shots you needed to get based on certain countries we oh, were yeah. going into, uh, pretty extensive packing list. Uh, it, was, it was really well uh, organized. So, and so you said that that kind of gave, or obviously had an impact on your life. One, you know, taking that, that leap of saying, Hey, okay, I'm, I'm really going on this, on this ship for a hundred days, you know, no, no turning back. Um, but what was it, you know, obviously, you know, from the Bahamas all the way to San Diego and, and everywhere was obviously impactful and seeing the different places, but what, what were there like any like specific things that you did like what what did you do there that one that kind of you felt that impact but also kind of um that was any i guess unique stories or anything like that like obviously you did the the study thing but then i don't know what's some extreme place that you went to and you maybe did something unique there i guess yeah so when you're not at sea uh you know you're you're in the country and you typically get five to seven days in each country just to, to roam about however you you wish and we were in India and did a, uh, a tour to an orphanage that Mother Teresa started. I would say that was probably my most eye-opening experience. You're seeing poverty at a, at a level you've never seen before in a lot of these countries. Uh, but going into that orphanage was, was really a, a heavy moment for me. I remember going into this orphanage. Most of the children there, they're just dropped off, discarded by their their parents, uh, you know, whether they have birth defects, whatever it may be, uh, they're left on the porch and, and they get no attention. You know, obviously, the, um, the folks, the volunteers there do as much as they can. Um, but it, it was just a crazy experience. And I remember sitting on this, this dirty floor and, and we, just, we just played with the kids. And, and one kid in particular, he didn't have any arms, he didn't have any legs. And I, I still vividly remember it. And uh, it was such a heavy moment for me. I mean, he was happy as can be. I had a smile on his face, and I, I had to, I had to walk out uh, just because it was it was. So, I've never seen anything like that, and to see a smile on this kid's face, you can't not say, "Wow, uh, we're we're so lucky. We're so blessed 
we we have no idea you know we, we take so many things for granted and that was just a really impactful moment for me that i'll i'll, I'll never forget well yeah i i i yeah i can't even imagine that like you said the you know it, him being in that circumstance and still having a big smile on his face and and kind of bringing I don't know, I guess you and everybody else there are almost in a way down in reality, but at the same time, it's kind of, it's kind of wild. It sounds like a wild experience because obviously, you know, you, you hear about things like that. You know, I, I've never personally experienced that. So I, I've heard things like that in this story here, but I could only imagine the real impact that it would have on someone if they actually, actually experienced it as you did. So I, that's all, that's, that's cool that you guys got to go to do things like that and interact with the kids. And I'm sure you guys did other things as well. So, so with that, so you kind of got a taste of that. And I guess a lot of the trip was probably eye opening in that regard as well. Like, you know, the, the kind of, and I'm maybe I'm speaking for you, but I'm sure there's kind of like the, the both ends of the spectrum. So, you know, you maybe go to this, wild or exotic place but then you go into these villages or neighborhoods or whatever you want to call them and and kind of see the other end of that right oh yeah for sure you know for example we were in uh, cape town south africa and you know one day we went great white shark diving a, a group of friends and, and myself and the next day uh, you know you're going to some of the avil- villages in, in cape town that were uh impacted by apartheid i mean it's the, the contrast is insane. You know, you can go from, yes, one, one world that's completely different to, a, to another world. And uh, it, it had a tremendous impact me at, on me at the age of, of 19. And, you know, being able to process that stuff later on in life, you know, it's, it's really one of those experiences where you say, wow, that was, that was incredible. Yeah. And not, not many people can obviously say that. Did you say you just went diving with great white sharks though? Did I hear that? <laughs> we did. Yeah, it was, uh, it was between, we were going to either um, skydive or do great white shark diving. We figured, Hey, we could, we could skydive anywhere. Where do you get to go? Great white shark diving. So we, uh, yeah, they put four of us down in a cage at once. There was no cover on top or anything. So it was, <laughs> cool. It was yeah. Pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. They bring the chum right up to the, to the cage and, it's pretty wild. Yeah. You go, you go down, you have a weight belt on and, and the shark comes right up to the cage and just rams it. Holy cow. Well, you, yeah. All right. So you got multiple, multiple different experiences there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, that's wild. So obviously this kind of fueled, um, these different experiences and it sounded like even growing up at a, at a young age and then transitioning into that and kind of getting that more or less ultimate experience. Um, where where did where did those experiences I guess play into um, have fun do good I guess what is that in the first place and then kind of how how did that kind of build into that Yeah sure so I'll, I'll probably start with the the latter part of that question because uh, you know growing up involved in I come from a Christian Catholic family and and volunteering and giving back was was called always kind of at the forefront I was extremely involved with. Uh, youth group and you know we'd always do different volunteer excursions and trips uh, so that's always been extremely important to me um, shortly after semester at sea after I graduated I did a trip to uh, New Orleans post Katrina and we oh. went down for a week and and volunteered and uh, you know just just busted our butts for five days straight you know gutting homes and then helping out wherever we could 
And it was on that trip that I had met, um, you know, to, to this day, some of my best friends. And, you know, I think that trip was just as impactful as a, is a trip around the globe where you're hanging out with guys, you know, girls, you're, you're giving back. And there was just something about that trip. I, I left feeling extremely just content and saying, Hey, you know, these, these folks need help. And we went down there, we got to go to a new place and, uh, and give back. So that, that's probably where the, the core concept between semester at sea and that, that trip to new Orleans really, uh, fueled what, what is now have fun, do good. Well, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a whole nother, that's, that's a whole nother experience. The Katrina thing. So, so you met some guys and gals down there. Um, did, did those relationships kind of help lead to have fun, do good? Yeah, 100%. So, um, a guy that I met down there, Andrew, we became really good friends, ended up, uh, renting a place together in Pittsburgh. At the time I was doing the corporate grind nine to five. And I remember coming back to our apartment one day and saying, Hey man, what do you think about taking an RV across the country and doing some (laughs) volunteer work? And I would say, you know, 10 years later now, in in that moment, that was really the start of what would become have fun, do good. But Andrew and I, we, we took that cross country trip. We filmed a really amateur documentary and I quit my job and we ended up starting a nonprofit that sent college age students on RV volunteer trips. And we ran that for about four years, grew pretty quickly, had some bigger name companies on board and, and it just kind of fizzled out. Um, but that was, that was probably the, the real impetus for have fun, do good and, and combining volunteering and traveling together. When, when we started that nonprofit, I was pretty young. I was naive. I didn't really know what I was getting into. Um, so shortly after we went our separate ways, I had started a for-profit company that I was kind of doing on the side in college and, and did that for about, I'd say eight years or so before selling that company. But that starting that for-profit company combined with a nonprofit really showed me the ropes of how to run a business, how to employ people, how to manage. And uh, that, that laid the groundwork for what would become uh, to this day, have fun, do good. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you look at kind of all the, like you said, the nonprofit aspect and the four business aspect and your your own personal experiences and passions and stuff kind of combine it, it sounds like there couldn't be a perfect, a more perfect match. So, so what, so that's kind of how it started. What, what exactly is it? Like, what is, what is the mission of Have Fun, Do Good? Um, you know, vision, what kind of things do you all do? Sure. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's it, in its simplest form, uh, we're a, you know, we offer group travel experiences that incorporate volunteerism. Uh, by no means are we this immersive volunteer travel company. Um, typically, we do two or three volunteer projects on each trip. They range, trips range from four to five days. And yeah, it's the, the core of it, I would say, you know, the name says it all. And I, and I know that's really simplifying things, but Uh, it really speaks to who we are. You know, we want there. I think a lot of the times people are, I don't want to say intimidated. I don't think intimidated is the right word when it comes to volunteerism, but when it comes to giving back, it's it's not always the easiest thing to do. You don't know where to go. Some of the organizations want a, uh, a big time commitment from you. So we, we just try to flip the script on that a little bit and say, Hey, come with us. We'll plan everything. We're going to go to these epic locations. We're going to stay in nice places. 
And by the way, there's this give back component to it. So I, I really think we're, you know, appealing our typical age range is 21 to 40 years old. So I, th I think we're appealing to people that, that have a little bit of disposable income. They want to go to a, an epic spot that might have been on their bucket list for a long time. And at the same time, they're getting a chance to uh, give back and, and volunteer in the process. Yeah, that's awesome. And you bring up a good point there. You know, it, it, it's, it can almost be challenging to, as an individual to get out there and volunteer. You don't know where to go. You don't know who to talk to, especially if you're combining that with a trip in itself. That's just kind of another thing that you got to navigate. Um, so it's cool that you, you kind of make, kind of take down that, that barrier that some people create because of not having that access. Um, so where, where are some of the places? So you said like four or five day trips. How many people go on a trip at a time? Typically 10 to 15 on okay. each trip. Uh, we started off our first trip we were doing, uh, we called them weekend warrior trips. And we'd go from Pittsburgh to uh, DC and New York City. And they were just three day, two and a half day trips. And we'd volunteer with a couple organizations, go out and party at night. And, and that was kind of it. And then we, we partnered up with someone in Tucson, Arizona, and did this, what we called our national park tours. We went to Zion, Lake Powell, Antelope Canyon, and that was really an eye-opening moment for us because we said, oh, this is, this is a tour company. You know, that's what we're doing. And then from there, we just continued to add more locations based on, you know, places that we wanted to go. I've always wanted to surf in Costa Rica, so we added Costa Rica, and uh, this past year, we added uh, Yosemite, and uh, some other locations as well. That's awesome. So it sounds like, and I didn't realize that at all. So, so you do like, so you have places that are more of like outdoor nature and then do you still do like more or less like city trips, like, you know, DC, New York and stuff? We've, we've not really done too many city trips. Uh, it's just tough with the margins because it's such a quick trip. And, you know, okay. we feel like with what we have to charge people based on some of the, the, the lodging and the accommodations, it, it just got tricky to do those. Uh, we'd like to bring them back in some form or fashion. We just need to, you know, to kind of figure out a more, more efficient way to do it. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that, that yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, so with that is, so is like everything kind of taken care of as far as like a trip goes, you know, like obviously the lodging and the board, like the, the travel or they are, excuse me, are the, are your customers or your guests or whatever you call them, you know, are they, are they figuring out the flights and stuff like that? And you guys meet at this location or is it kind of like, uh, an all in one kind of, kind of deal? Yeah, so everything is laid out. I mean, it's, it's pretty much an all-inclusive trip. We don't cover airfare, but we do tell guests, hey, this is where you need to meet. This is when we leave. You know, if you want to stay long, if you want to get there earlier, here's what you should do. Uh, but once we pick them up, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, they don't have to think about anything. They just have to hop in the van and, and have a good time. That's awesome. And is there, is there a fair mix as far as like people that are friends going there? Or are there like any individuals that like don't know anybody else on the trip that are just going to have a good time? Or is it kind of like a mixture of, of both? Yeah, I, I'd say it's a pretty good mix. I'd say it's about 50-50 to be honest. We get a lot of solo travelers and then we have folks coming uh, as friends, uh, married couples come. Uh, it's, it's, it's typically a pretty good range. That's, that's awesome. That sounds like a fun time. There's a, so here um, in, in Springfield, there's a, a local company called 37 North and they, uh, they, they do like guided weekend trips or not even weekend. They're like 
you know, Saturday trips around different trails and stuff here. That's kind of the, the same thing, you know, 12, 12 people in a group maybe, but they have a mix of, you know, solo travelers and then, you know, big groups of people. And it's kind of fun having that interaction between, you know, the, the two and having the, you know, the person that's willing to go in there and be like, Hey, I don't know anybody, but you know, let's be friends yeah. for the weekend or for the, for the week or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so you mentioned some of the different uh, places that you've gone to and kind of um, y- that you travel to as far as like, what does a typical trip look like? I know it's kind of probably varies on, you know, the different, uh, different um, um, locations that you're at, but you know, is it, is it set out, you know, 8am breakfast, 1030, we're going to this place to build something for this organization or is it kind of, is it, is it kind of free flowing in a sense or is it, is it kind of like an itinerary sort of more or less like set? Yeah, the itinerary is set. I mean, I do feel like it it almost feels like for guests a, a free-flowing experience. But at the same time, we, we are very regimented with, hey, we're volunteering with this organization at this time. We're going to eat dinner at this time. Um, but, you know, we're, we're not opposed to if we, if we find a cool swimming hole or, you know, people are having a really good time, they want to stay a little bit longer. We're not that stringent where hey, <laughs> we're going to leave this because because everyone's having a good time we have to eat dinner at 6 p.m it it doesn't work like that but we do have definitely a an itinerary that we we try to stick to that's awesome so to the back to the different nonprofits that you work with what what are some of those organizations that you work with and kind of what is their mission and then also you know as, as you mentioned earlier you know some you know, I guess as individuals reach out to different uh, nonprofits, you know, they expect sometimes a certain commitment uh, or, or time commitment or whatnot. How, how do you, what kind of relationships do you build, I guess, to have that say, hey, you know, I have this this group of people going through, you know, these weeks out of the summer, or out of the fall or whatever, and we're going to come here and do this. What, what do those kind of relationships look like with those different nonprofits? Yeah, so we try to seek out some some pretty unique opportunities. Um, Anna, we call her our good getter. Uh, she's she's really dialed in, you know, kind of the the organizations that we want to work with and and finding unique places, unique give back opportunities, and 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 you know, just to kind of show the the ripple effect of these trips. Anna was our first person to to sign up for our we called it the call to serve. That was the nonprofit that Andrew and I had started years ago. Uh, we had stayed in touch over the years and uh, she's been involved with have fun, do good. You know, when we started in 2015. So um, it's really, it's really cool to see that relationship come full circle, you know, from her, the the impactful experience that she had, um, you know, she's continued to to help out in that regard. Um, But she, yeah, she does a great job at, at finding these organizations. And we really just try to, give a variety to, to participants. You know, we want them to go back to their hometowns after the trips and, and seek out similar organizations if they're available. Uh, so, you know, anywhere from disaster relief efforts to working with, um, you know, special needs, uh, elderly, wh- whatever it may be, we, we try to just uh, expand that, that horizon for people as far as volunteer opportunities are concerned. That's awesome. It, is, is, do you have like a rough number, like how many different nonprofits that you guys have worked with over the years? I know it's probably a lot. And also the, the good getter, is, was, was that her nickname? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's her, that's her uh, official, unofficial official. title. The good, the good that's, getter. That's, that's perfect, by the way. 
Uh, we've probably worked with, I don't know, 30, 35 oh, yeah. organizations. You know, a lot of these relationships, once we, we form them, we know it's a good experience for our participants. We, we stick with them, um, which, which is great. So yeah, we've, we've formed a lot of relationships over the years and uh, it, it's been really good for our participants to get that range of uh, opportunities they they might not even have in their own own hometown. You know, working with, volunteering with the National Park Service in Zion, it's not like you could you know go out in Springfield or Pittsburgh and just work with the National Park Service. So you know, some of these opportunities are definitely um, you know tied to the location we're in as well. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's awesome though that you guys have that network and like you said, you know, you have that that good experience with them. They have that good experience with you, and you keep going back and and continuing that relationship. Um, do you, do you have any like favorite stories from like any of the trips? Like, I guess e- either personal or like, you know, I think the, um, the, the, uh, the one of, of her coming back and now working with you, like, that's a pretty good one, but are there any other like, just kind of like interesting stories as far as like the impact that, you know, that, that these other, uh, participants are having and like, it's having on them, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, th- I think the impact is is always is always there. You know, I think the cool part about what we're doing is we're not trying to force anything upon people. You know, they're going to pull whatever they want from that experience. Our our goal is, um, you know, my, my friend Ben and I we guide all the trips, so we've been on so many of these. Now we don't we don't force anything. We're just ourselves. We like to have fun. And I think people feed off that energy and inherently you know, a lot of the good comes from getting a group of strangers together, uh, having conversation and, and, you know, people are coming from all different walks of life. So I think for, for Ben and I, I, I think he'd agree that, you know, that, that fuels us. I mean, that, that makes us want to go on even more trips when we see the energy um, from the folks, you know, we put out good energy, they, they give it back. And I'd say, you know, a, a common theme on every trip, we, we have group dinners and, we go around the table and say something we're thankful for with, with each meal. And, you know, we've had a lot of cool experiences just through something as simple as saying, Hey, I'm, I'm thankful for X, Y, Z. You know, you, you, you typically don't, don't do that on a, on a regular day. <laughs> and I feel like with the bombardment of social media and all the distractions, uh, people don't take a step back and just think like, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm thankful for this today. So uh, that, that's been really impactful for us over the years is just incorporating little, little elements like that. that. That's awesome. And that's a good, that's a good point too. You know, you're, you're bringing these different people from all over the place together and then kind of sharing, sharing those things and probably creating some, some, some great relationships from those trips for people that obviously didn't know each other prior to that, just by, you know, I'm sure there's almost a sense of vulnerability as a, as a person there, you know, you might be traveling somewhere new with a new group of people. Then you're going to this organization that you never heard of. And then you're experience the stuff that they're trying to do while trying to help them. It seems like it's a, uh, it's, it's probably a, a very, um, eye-opening set of emotions, I guess, if that even makes <laughs> sense, but. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, for a lot of the people, most of them coming on the, the trips, they've not been to those locations. Ben and I have been to all those locations, but, you know, that that doesn't kind of dumb down the experience for us at all. We love going back to those places and then doing it with a new group. It, it, it excites us in, in a new way each time, which is really cool. That's awesome. So, I, the, of course, the question with it being 2021 and everything, um, how, uh, ha- have you all been able to adapt in any, any way with, 
you know, the different pandemic stuff going on. I don't even want to say it on here for people to listen to it in the past when it's all behind us, but you know what I mean? Like, have you been able to adapt through that and still kind of continue on and create these relationships and help these nonprofits and create these experiences as well? Uh, if I'm being completely honest, no. I mean, we, we're, we're screwed at the moment uh, just because travel, you know, we had really big plans for 2020. Uh, we had fully launched our new event series, which was a, a local event series in cities across the country called Drink Beer Do Good, where we were partnering up with breweries all over the country and making sandwiches for local homeless shelters. Uh, that got put on complete standstill because of COVID. Um, revenue has, has completely dropped up at the moment because no one's booking travel. Uh, it's definitely been a really tough time. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't sugarcoat it because... It just, it sucks for, for lack of better word right now. Um, I'm confident that travel is going to come back in a big way. We really just need to try to weather this storm, but it's definitely been a range of emotions over the last year because we've worked so hard to get this to where it's at, uh, to be stopped by something completely out of our control. Uh, you know, not in a million years, if you would have said, Hey, you guys are going to have to deal with a pandemic in 2020. I'd be like, you're, you're crazy. You know, like that's not going to happen, but, we, yeah, we've really had to, to take a step back from everything and, and say like, hey, what, we, do, we just need to hit the pause button at the moment because we don't know how to handle this and we're, we're trying to handle it in the best way possible. But, you know, people just aren't booking trips right now. And, and it's, it's a scary thing. But again, we know that people are going to feel confident. You know, the vaccine is, is out. And, uh, you know, hopefully people's attitudes towards travel changes here uh, pretty quickly. Well, and, and that's, and since, sorry, sorry about that a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, that's a good point though. You know, as things kind of prog progress, I guess might be the right word through that, like the vaccine and kind of stuff, you know, people are going to get more confident and they're also going to be more anxious to go out there. Um, I would assume to get out from their, from their house, from their hometown and all that stuff and go and experience these new places. And um also continue to help help these different nonprofits and these different organizations. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful, hopeful for you all as well. Cause you know, it sounds like there's some, some awesome things and obviously everything's kind of rooted in, in good. Um, and the, the drink beer, do good uh, festivals sound pretty good too. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think things will, will come back here and they'll come back in a big way and, and we'll be uh, saying, hey, we, we weathered that storm. But yeah, right now it's, it's, it's a difficult time. We're aware of that. And, you know, we're trying to be as positive as we can, but it's definitely been a, a tough year for sure. Well, um, so, so one thing I like to, to always ask um, is one piece of advice for, for somebody that's, you know, you obviously had a very unique um, kind of upbringing sound, you know, you kind of had the, the, the do good built into you from, from your parents and stuff, um, from the Christian family, which is awesome. Um, and then obviously kind of the travel and then kind of, you know, jump starting that with the whole semester at sea and then have fun, do good, all this stuff. So for somebody that kind of has that same passion, you know, traveling and kind of has that inherent, you know, wanting to help other people. But as also, as you mentioned before, there's kind of when you want to do something good, you might have your heart might be in the right place, but you might not know where to start. You know, um, what, what advice would you have for somebody that's kind of in that position? Sure. I, I mean, I think in, in its simplest form, I would say take a road trip, <laughs> you know, um, 
those road trips, places I've gone, uh, get in the car and just go somewhere, do something different, take a week off work, you know, I don't, whatever folks situations are, uh, just, just take the leap. And, you know, I don't think it needs to be this, I'm going to quit my job leap, but take to the road. You know, I, I think some of my best ideas and uh, some of my most fulfilled times have come from just being on the road, whether it's alone or with friends. I think there's something extremely powerful about that. And it, it forces you to step away from your normal for a uh, hot second or two and, and really just, just focus on the road ahead, whether that's listening to some inspiring podcasts, whatever it may be, but, but just be alone, go, go and do something different. I think a lot of people, uh, I, I mentioned this a little bit ago, but you know, with the distractions of, of social media and everything going on in the world, it, it's kind of tough to, to just get away and, and be alone. And I, I think, you know, when, when I look back to some of the real, um, you know, things that have propelled me to do what I've done. It's all started with some form of, of a road trip and uh, there's power in that. Yeah. That's that's actually an interesting point because that's something I guess I really haven't really thought about in that sense. Um, Just to kind of, to ramble on a little bit, you know, when you kind of put it in kind of to your point, you know, you put yourself out there and kind of depending on where you're traveling or or the road trip or whatnot, depending on how uh, organized or disorganized you're trying to let it be, you know, there's kind of a, like I said, a vulnerability to that, which allows you to kind of open up your mind to these different thoughts. You don't have necessarily the same distractions um, and may be able to kind of put some of those, uh, those worries and on the back burner and kind of let your mind be free. So I think that's a a really interesting perspective, um, which is, which is great actually. So that, that makes total sense to me. <laughs> um, so, so with that, where can, where can people find you all online to see what you're up to? Um, and you know, once, once people get more, uh, comfortable about the whole travel thing to definitely check you, you all out and see, see, you know, what trips are going to be in the future. Um, when all that stuff turns around. Yeah. Our website's have fun, do good.co. Uh, it's not.com. We, we don't have that domain yet. Um, Instagram, we're at have fun, do good. And then we're also on Spotify and iTunes. We do a, a very inconsistent podcast where uh, my, myself and Ben, we, we talk about trips. We have some former trip participants on. And uh, yeah, it's usually 25 to 35 minutes of us just rambling, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely a pretty, pretty good listen. I'm obviously biased, but if you want to get kind of a more in-depth look into who we are and what we're about i'd say check out the podcast for sure awesome that sounds good and i I didn't realize that you all had one so yeah uh guys definitely check check them out um see what trips are available in the future once that opens up again let's get a little taste of what they'll be like with uh with the podcast sounds like um but anyways adam thank you for being on the show today um and you know best of luck in the future everything moving forward and um, and I hope, hope, uh, some, some awesome trips are, are down the road for you all. Yeah, I appreciate it. We really, uh, you know, are appreciative of you having us on. Thanks for listening. And Hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion until next time.